This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Welcome to the co-host of this month. We have Edric slash Ed2 back in the house. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about a subject today that I know that a lot of us want. I feel like I do have to cover this. Um, you know, it's 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 hard for me to cover subjects like this because it's so fresh and new, right? Yeah. yeah. And I want to be able to kind of sit and think about something like this before I go ahead and start popping off. So when I first started doing YouTube, I remember whenever, whenever something was like of social injustice and that was the, the, you know, the type of wave that I was put on. Right. Right. It's some shit that kind of motivates me that gets me going. Right. Um, I would just say my opinion on the stuff without really kind of sitting and having the time to think about it off the cuff, right? Just off just, the cuff. Yeah. Nothing was really set in stone, but I think now because a lot of media facets are like that, it's more about getting first before getting the information, right? Yeah. They don't ever want to sit on ideas and thoughts. So this has been going on for like the past couple of days. And I don't know when this episode is going to release most likely next week, mm-hmm. uh, early June, but we are going to talk about, uh, it's George Floyd, Right. Um, so recently, if you guys don't know this, which everybody does, because this is like the biggest thing of 2020, first of all, 2020 is the end already. <laughs> 2020 has been fucking horrible. Yeah. Man. Cause so, you know, so George Floyd, he was in the way that I'm going to put it was fucking murdered mm-hmm. by let's say four cops, right? Whatever. Three bystanders and one cop that put a knee on his neck because they said that he was resisting arrest. And so what happened in the situation, you'll see in the video clip, uh, the cop had a knee with his weight on it to the back of his fucking neck, cutting off his breathing. Mm -hmm. And during this whole time. And so the reason why the cops were called over because there was a a convenience store or a market of some sort that said that he had a bounce check or some uh, forged money that he used. Right which is a nonviolent fucking crime. Oh my God, the worst fucking crime <laughs> ever. A forged, what a fucking criminal. Exactly, you enough know? to where you fucking put your knee to the back of his fucking neck, yeah. right? And so, you know, he, during this clip, it's kind of hard to watch because he's saying he can't breathe, uh, his shit hurts. Mm-hmm. And then I even read that, uh, or I mean, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, I have to look at the footage again, but his last words was him calling out for his mom and mm-hmm. then he passes away, mm-hmm. which is one of the hardest things I've ever seen. And this is only recently after the Ahmaud Arbery case, right. right? Where that young man was chased down and hunted like a fucking wild animal. And there was another case too with a, with a, with a woman. I didn't even get to read that shit because mm-hmm. I'm still reading about Ahmaud Arbery. I'm still reading about George Floyd, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and people want us to, I don't know what I can really say about this shit, right? Except for the fact of how fucking terrible it is. And so since this stuff has been going on, obviously there's protests and obviously there's riots and there's a lot of bad things that are happening because of this. And um, just having to sit and think on it, it's kind of weird how 
when these things happen, you really get to see people's true colors come out. Yeah, right. Right? right. It's it's very evident about how a lot of people who see this type of shit, the first thing that they do, they don't say, why is this happening to this man? This is something terrible that hap- that's happening in this country. The first thing they ask when they see a black man dive from, at a cop's hands, they go, what, what did, did he, he do? do? Right. That's the question. What did he do? Yeah. And that's the part that bothers me a lot, right? Um, we have a lot of comparisons. And, you know, right now in Minnesota, there was a huge riot, which, by the way, <laughs> there's this is not funny. It's very funny to me, though, not because of the situation, but there's this video clip of this lady in a wheelchair. Did you see that shit? No, I didn't. So, yo, so this is lady in a wheelchair, and yeah. she's trying to stop the rioting and the looting, uh-huh. and she decides to try to stop the looting at the Target. Uh-huh. So she's in a wheelchair, right? Yeah. And then she stopped, and it's funny, because you see in the footage, there's this white girl that's going in, yeah. and she didn't stop her, but there was a black woman trying to go in, and she tries to stop her instead. Yeah. And so she's like, yo, get the fuck off me. Yeah. And then she whips out a knife, and she tries to stab <laughs> the lady. Oh, shit. A grandma in a wheelchair? She was so I thought she was a grandma, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. Turns out she's 30 years old. White oh. people do not age well at <laughs> oh all, dude. Oh my god. This bitch was she's 30 years old and she tries to stab this lady. And so they're like, yo, this bitch is trying to stab some somebody. Yeah. And so somebody gets a fire hydrant and just blasts her in the face with it, bro. She looks ridiculous. Oh shit. I'm not even lying. Yeah. She looks like Chris Farley. Oh my god. She looks like fucking Chris Farley that in that is wheelchair. Terrible. And then you see this clip after. Yeah. And they go. And this person recorded like what happened. She goes, I was peacefully protesting and these Ah. people started punching me and they were attacking me for no reason. It's like, listen here, you dumb bitch. There is a culture and people that are upset, right? They're rioting and you in a fucking wheelchair with your 450 pound ass is trying to stop a bunch of people from rioting after an injustice happened. I think your fucking, your perspective is a little fucked right now. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I think like the stuff that I'm reading right now that... Listen, I understand. Like they go, rioting and looting isn't making anything better. It's, right. it's making the situation worse, and it makes you know the black people, you know, black culture and black Americans look bad. Right. Well, let me just kind of give you a perspective and a flip on this. Right. I understand that, but I also get the other side more than that side. And the reason why is this. Okay. The question that people should ask is, number one, what do you want from them? Mm-hmm. What should they do? Right? I'm talking about black Americans in this in, in, in the United States. They protest peacefully, they get maced, they get tear bombed, right? They follow these rules where they say, don't resist, right? Just go along, nothing will happen to you. A man gets his neck stepped on, he loses his life, and he gets choked out to death, right? right? right. Rest in peace, George Floyd. Rest in peace, uh, Eric Garner, for selling cigarettes outside of a store, and he lost his fucking life. Okay, so we abide by these fucking rules, right? You are set here to protect and to serve. Next step, we are going to protest this, which is the American right. That's what we can do, right? They get tear gas. They get told to shut the fuck up. There's these fake promises and these promises from officials saying that we're going to change and we're going to do better. But until you show that, it doesn't mean anything. It really fucking doesn't. And so people are surprised, so why would they fucking do this? Well, how would you feel? You're put into a corner. Let me tell you something. When you push people into a corner, you put any animal into a corner, human being or not, motherfucking fangs are going to come out. And now you're wondering why you got bit. It's like, listen, protesting didn't work. They got tear bombing gas. And just to put this in perspective, if you remember uh, just not too long ago, because the pandemic was so hard, we saw protests of hordes of white people screaming an inch away from these cops' faces. They didn't get tear gas. They didn't get, nothing happened, no signs of violence. But you see the other way around, they get destroyed. Oh, don't forget the white supremacists. 
you know, uh, protesting too, right? Yeah. It, nothing happened there, right? Absolutely yeah. nothing. Yeah. And they're literally a gang. Yeah. It's the oddest thing. And so when you ask that question of, hey, or when you say like, oh, looting and writing isn't the way, I understand that. But then I also on the other side of what did you expect was going to happen? Yeah. You, you keep killing these people mm. over and over and over again. And you ask them, just wait in due time, be patient. Well, guess what? When, when is that time going to come? Right. How, how long do you expect these people to constantly be patient, to constantly wait? Because a generation before that and a generation before that, those same people told them, just wait, be patient, be patient, be patient, be patient. People get fucking tired. Yeah. And now you see these riots happen and then you condemn them for that. Well, guess what? I don't think that it's right. And I agree that looting and rioting isn't going to help. But when people are hurt, when people are being killed... What did you expect? Right. And so it's easy to kind of understand where that anger is stemming from, right? Yeah. Um, it was the same thing with the LA riots, right? Um, but once it gets to the looting and rioting stage, there are the free riders, right? Yeah. The freeloaders who come in and think, oh shit, mm -hmm. you know, people are rioting and looting, free shit, right? But that's it's kind of distracting from what the topic at hand is actually about yeah. why that anger blew over right yeah. it's just like you know you walking every day and just somebody kicking you in the ass for no apparent reason they do it every single day you know mm -hmm. at a certain point you might punch that person <laughs> exactly <you know? laughs> like that enough is enough right i mm -hmm. i'm just minding my own business you kick, you keep kicking me every single day. What the fuck is wrong with you? And then right? you get upset because you got a negative reaction from it. And what I really want to ask, and sometimes too, man, I keep reading this bullshit where it's, in my opinion, it's bullshit. They go, mm. it's, it's not the, the, their thing is, it's not as bad as it used to be. That doesn't really speak for much, right? Mm. If there are people out there that wants to deny the, the um the preferable treatment that white people get in this country right um if i were to put it to you like this maybe maybe this might help you understand it, right i'm just going to give you a scenario you are driving in your car right you are a white male you're driving in a very affluent rich fucking neighborhood right you're just driving minding your business everything is cool right mm. as you're driving you see a cop siren go behind you right that cop is telling you to pull over well, guess what? In this world, in this scenario, I'm going to give you a button, right? And that button says that you have an option. When you get pulled over by this cop, you hit that button and you could change your ethnicity to a black man. Would you do it? <laughs> right. <laughs> Would you do it? Be real. Be fucking honest with yourself for a second. Would you fucking do it? Yes or no? If the answer is no, you know why. Because you understand that you being a white person being pulled over by a cop right. is an advantageous thing to have, right? Right, right? And conversely, the other way around. If you are a black male in this country and you also were in that same situation, you were in a regular car driving down this affluent neighborhood, you had a button and it says, hey, in this moment, this cop pulls you over, you can be a white man. I guarantee you will press it too because you understand you most likely will get less shit thrown on you and you just might not get your ass beat. Yeah. So if your answer to that question is, you know what? If I was a white dude and a cop pulled me over, I probably want to stay white instead of a black male. Mm -hmm. Then you that means you actually do understand mm -hmm. that you do have a little bit of this thing called white fucking privilege. And it's yeah. a very simple concept to understand. Yeah. And it's annoying when, I guess, sometimes it's not acknowledged like it's just a fable or it's a myth. You know? Right, right. I mean, honestly, the thing that bothers me the most is the different type of narratives that come up in, in 
you know, tragedies like this. And a lot of the times, you know, it's uh, people are trying to come across not as racist with with the, some of the comments that they make about, oh, the police was just doing their job. Uh, this person was a criminal, right? But I, I I don't understand how you can make some of these comments and and have some of these um, I guess ideas uh, and thoughts and not realize that that's exactly what a racist would say. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> like, like it's not it's not rocket science. To, yeah, and and maybe it's just a lack of self awareness, or maybe they're just you know so deep into that mindset that they're just com- completely oblivious. They're just disconnected from what racism looks like, yeah. right? What racism, uh, what a racist talks like, you know, how a racist thinks. Um, and it's it's like really, really disheartening to pretty much have people devalue these people's lives, yeah. right? Um, kind of talk about it like, so matter of factly, like, well, yeah, of course that happened, right? Look at what they did. Look at who they are. Look he at, forged a check. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. All right. And, and, and I just, I don't get it, man. I, I, I don't understand how if you have any decency as a human being, you can't just look at it. First and for, foremost, a person has lost their life. Yeah. Let's start there. Let's let start let's with let, the human part. Right. Yeah. Let's let that be the starting point. And from there, and look, it's not to discredit um like the cops who actually do do their jobs, right? Yeah. And so it is important about if they committed a serious crime, right? If they're if they're uh trying to kill somebody, right? And and the cops had to take them down and um it, it was protocol. I'm not gonna go as far as saying that was the right thing to do. But it might be a little bit more understandable. Yeah. Like they were threatening other people's lives, or worse, already did you know take a life of somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And then so they had to put that person down. But when it comes to nonviolent crimes, petty crimes, really, um, why why does that even matter, right? Why why does that become the focus? Like, oh yeah, this person committed a crime regardless. There's different levels of crimes. Yeah. And there's different levels of punishment as a result of it, right? Yeah. And unfortunately, in this country, time and time again, uh, black people just get the shit end of the stick, yeah. right? Not not only in getting profiled, but getting worse sentences, right? Um, and 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 the absolute worst, losing their life. Yeah. Right. And and I just these people, man, here in this country speak from such a stance of like um almost a just like a sense of entitlement yeah. you know it's almost like they know best it's yeah. like well don't you know yeah it's just don't you know type of attitude yeah it's like and it's it's hard to listen to sometimes man and i i think that i i read a comment i you know i blocked this person too because they were making a comparison of like it's a dumb comparison to say this, right? And they, they were saying like, oh, why are you so passionate about stuff? It's like, do you think you should speak on stuff like this? It's not even your culture. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, hold on a second. Let me let me just kind of put this in perspective. And this might not apply to you, but this applies to me for sure, right? Mm-hmm. I always talk about how I grew up, the people that I've been around, the way that I speak. 
the I think the hard part, and I'm not I'm not speaking as a black 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 male. Yeah. I'm saying this as an Asian American man, yeah. a person of color too, just on a different spectrum. It's annoying for even me when I see this, right? Hip hop culture, jazz, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pop culture, all this other stuff. Yeah. You can see where this source comes from, right? Mm-hmm. Everything that's hip and cool actually comes from a lot of black culture that a lot yeah. of people imitate, right? right? They take, they take, they take. Here's how the problem is. And this is where I see it. This is how I see it, right? How can you sit there every day? Sometimes these people's brands, their music, everything that they do, their image, how they speak, how they talk, all comes from this black culture. They steal and they take that shit mm-hmm. and they're cool with it. But the moment that you have to speak up on stuff that's affecting that culture, you go, hey, I'm not black. It's not my business. Right. How fucking terrible is that? I mean, cultural appropriation. Right? Yeah. It's like you take and take and take. But when it's time for you to give back to a culture that has given you so much, you're just like, it's none of my business. Right. So now I, so that's why if you hear people say like, you hear this anger and also this annoyance with people where they say like, well, you, are you an ally? Well, actually, I'm not really big on that term, but I guess I'm just going to use it in this sense. They go, are you an ally or not? And I think that comes from a lot of frustration of us like, yo, you fucking steal from black culture all the time and we're cool with it, right? Mm-hmm. But now we're getting fucked over and you see that shit and you're okay with it and you just want to be quiet about it because you're not black. Yeah. But you've benefited so much from this shit. And the crazy thing is that you have to understand like a lot of this like cool stuff that you see in black culture also stem from their oppression. Mm. They took their fucking lemons and they made lemonade out of it. And with that lemonade, we didn't have to deal with the sour lemons. Mm -hmm. We just took the fucking lemonade. And now we're cool just drinking that shit to ourselves Mm. all the fucking time without lending help when they need it the most. That's why for someone like me, because I grew up in black culture, even the way that I speak, Mm -hmm. the way that I, you know, uh, the way that I think, the music that I enjoy stands a lot from black American culture. So yeah. for me, it does affect me, right? Mm-hmm. It does hurt when I see a black male being having a, a fucking knee to the back of his neck. It sucks when I see Eric Garner for selling cigarettes on the side of a corner, right. getting choked out and killed. Yeah. It sucks when I see Ahmad jogging and he gets murdered. Yeah. It's terrible for me because if I don't say stuff like this, right, which I technically, yeah, I don't have to, mm-hmm. but I feel like I do need to because I am somebody who partook in taking uh, the positives from this culture. So when this culture needs help, I got to say something, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, and, and the, the sad thing about it is it situations like this always almost inevitably becomes political. Yeah. Right. Um, if you are showing compassion, uh, you're getting called a far left libtard. Right. Yeah. And um, if you're um, justifying, you know, the act of the cops, then you're uh, a, a nut job right wing, right? Mm-hmm. It's not about politics about this. You don't, it doesn't matter whether you're a fucking Democrat, liberal, a Republican, like it's about human compassion. You know, it's just about being a human being, yeah. you know? And you do not, your political affiliation has no effect on you being able to show compassion, right? Yeah. Problem is though, and and we touched up on this uh, on previous podcasts, is that right now in, in this country, man, a certain group of people are empowered, you know? And these groups of people, um, let's just say, don't uh, are necessarily uh, fighters of equality. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. They're, they're not exactly people of... Uh, of justice, you know, only justice when it's convenient for them, mm-hmm. not, not, not equal justice. Right. 
and it's like, why, why does, why does a situation like this uh, have to be so divisive? Yeah, you know, again, why can't we start at the core issue, which is a human being died? Yeah, right. And and let's let's at least have the conversation from that point on. But people now are just so quick to be like, oh, you you know, you you have a, a just a libtard, uh, you know, mindset. Uh, you know, you, you have the, uh, you know, it's, it's strange to, uh, to think about too, because it's like the fact that you're showing compassion makes you a libtard. Yeah. You know, it's so odd, right? Yeah. People kind of just, they put their political agenda in this type of stuff. Yeah. And it's true. Like I, I do agree with you. Let's start with the human side. Right. And we're even like, I'll even bring it up like this where, yeah, man, I got, uh, man, I was so disappointed when that Asian dude was there. I was like, oh, Asian cop. Oh, God damn it. God, no. You know, and his name was like Tu Tao or Tao Toe, <laughs> right? And he had like the most Asian name ever, man. I was yeah. like, damn, I wish his name was like Keith, <laughs> Keith Powers or some shit. You know what I mean? It's like, nah, man, he's white. He just looks Asian. Yeah. But this dude had the most fucking Asian name ever, dude. Yeah. Tao Toe Too. Yeah. And so this motherfucker, I think um, I, I, this is why I, I've been trying to get a cop to come on here, right? Mm-hmm. Not because I wanted to attack them. I yeah. just want to know what protocol is. Mm-hmm. Not so I could protect myself, but I want to know what it's like to be a cop in those type of situations. Not to defend what happened, but what goes on in your head when you see this stuff happens, right? Or what would you see was happening in that situation? And um, I was kind of on Twitter and I was reading a few things from other cops and they were saying that it's protocol that when somebody's doing their thing like that, that Mm -hmm. you have somebody to make sure that you're securing the perimeter, right? I completely understand that. The the issue that I have with that too is that we saw on the security cam too, there's a security cam footage that was released. Mm -hmm. That motherfucker... George Floyd was calm as hell. <laughs> right. He was brought up. They cuffed him. He mm-hmm. was sitting down. He grabbed him by his bicep and his arm. He he walked over to him with the car and then he kind of winced in pain or some shit like that. Then it kind of goes off camera. And the next, you know, he's on the floor. Mm-hmm. He wasn't trying to run. He wasn't struggling. He was calm. He was detained. He had yeah. cuffs on him. Yeah. So having to say that you have to secure the perimeter when there's four cops around and there was multiple eyewitnesses saying that everybody was calm nobody was screaming mm-hmm. there was just you just heard those people they were playing like yo bro do something do yeah. something help them out yeah. help them out they weren't saying they weren't screaming at him approaching at him in anger they were pleading yeah and i think the hard part was watching that asian dude there was how i think when i look at him he he was conflicted he was like, I'm a cop. These are my brothers in blue, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, he knew that somebody was being hurt, right? Yeah. And I knew I could, I could, I could, I want to say this on his behalf. Also, it kind of damns him too at the same time yeah. that he knew something bad was happening, Yeah. right? But he chose to secure the primer, not even look back to see if the guy was okay. Right. Because if he did and he saw the guy was suffering and he was dying, it would just confirm how terrible the shit was yeah and he just chose to look away and to yeah. me that was worse yeah it's like if you you could have secured the perimeter you could have walked backwards saw what's going on and say look hey officer i think we're good or he didn't have to he could be like let me take over from here or some shit right yeah. but having said that i'm trying to play devil's advocate and say he was looking for his job maybe he has a family but on the human level of things he fucked up right and the thing is it's you know, cop culture is like a fraternity. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a gang. Yeah. It's a gang. Yeah. And so like, if you become an outsider, you're not going to have a good time, you know? Yeah. Um, They'll make you feel it. Yeah. Yeah. So 
it's uh, like you said, yeah, there there are obviously factors that might go into him having to think really quickly on the spot. Yeah. Like, oh shit, you know, I got I got a wife and kids, you know, I can't do anything that might jeopardize my job or my career. I work too hard for this or whatever. But yeah, there is a flip side to that is what are you? You're a police officer. What are you supposed to do? Protect supposed and serve. To, exactly. Protect and serve. Uphold the law, right? Not, not bully people or watch somebody get bullied and just kind of, uh, you know, turn the blind eye to it, right? So, uh, I, you know, who knows what was going through his head uh, at the time? M- maybe he was having those thoughts or maybe he just didn't have any thoughts. He's just only thinking about uh, making sure nobody comes and, you know, tries to do something, right? Um, whatever the case is, it's, uh, I think... <sighs> A lot of the times, it, the fact that they do it so nonchalantly. Yeah. Too, you know, it, it, it's like, yeah, I'm going to throw this motherfucking guy on the ground, you know, or I'm going to keep my my knee on his neck and just chill. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to just chill for a few he minutes. Wasn't, I wanted to see in that video of that guy trying to shake him off. Yeah. He wasn't even doing that. Yeah. He couldn't breathe. Yeah. That was the hard part to watch. And, you know... I had a conversation with a friend of mine um, and she was saying that, what the fuck was that guy thinking? Mm-hmm. What was he doing? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I'll tell you exactly what he was doing. He knew that there was cameras on him. Yeah. He knew that there were people recording him, watching him doing this terrible deed. But what happens is, is that motherfucker as a cop, as a disgusting cop, he got his ego in the way. He goes, I'm a cop. I'm the person of authority. I'm the one that set the rules. Mm. So they're telling me right now as they're recording me, hey, you're not supposed to be doing that. He's not going to admit that while he's being recorded. Mm. He's going to let his ego get in the way and say, just continue to do it. He goes, no, I'm down. Double down. He's (laughs) going to double down to show how right he is, that how he is justice, he is law, and what he's doing is what what he says and that's how it goes. And that's what was happening. He didn't let go of his knee because he didn't want to let go of his fucking ego. Yeah. That's what was happening. And and look, man, there's no way that as a human being, um, you can do your job as a police officer without bias. Absolutely no way. It's, it's, it's just impossible. What you see. Yeah. You're not a robot. Right. And, and look, there are studies done on this. You know, it, it, it's, it's a fact that there are biases involved, right? It's just a matter of what you do, how you think, and how you react, right? Within within those biases that you have. But, you know, as we're clearly seeing in these situations, those biases uh, are, are is it, uh, biases? Biases, maybe? Biases? I can't correct you. I don't know English. <laughs> I'm a, I was just going to let it slide, bro. I was like, maybe he's right. <laughs> Biceois. Uh, Biceois. It's uh, French. But, yeah, the, it, it's just... Um, kind of getting a you're seeing the full blown bias coming out right mm-hmm. and the the travesty is that a lot of the times they're not going to jail for this yeah they're that's not, the hard part maybe they'll lose their job that maybe that's the worst that'll happen yeah they just go to another fucking you know get be a cop somewhere else yeah right they're not they're not banned from ever becoming another cop again you yeah. know it's just uh at, at maybe their local, I don't know, station, right? But you rarely, rarely see any jail time uh, being served in these types I mean, of... they would die in jail. 
Oh, first two. Yeah. Uh, they would probably have to put him in a Separate with the pedophiles. Area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they would have to separate get them. Get the ball sucked or something yeah, by you, a bunch of dudes. You would, they would be like in a at-risk group. Yeah. <laughs> um so look man, I what what can we really do to change the system? You know what I mean? Um and and that's why things like rioting happens because that's the same question people are asking themselves, what the fuck can we do? Mm-hmm. You know, we're so mad and we've done all these things the right way, right? You know what? Fuck this. You know, if you guys aren't going to pay attention, we're going to force you to pay attention, right? Um, and it's unfortunate that it has to escalate to that level. But like we were just talking about, I completely understand where that anger stems from. And, and how it blows over, how it boils over, you know? That's what people should really think about. That's what I'm saying, like, with the riot stuff. Like I said, I don't think rioting is right. Yeah. But you also have to understand why this happened. Yeah. It didn't happen out of nowhere. It's continual. It's it, They just continue to get murdered. Yeah. They're watching their brothers and sisters die constantly, right? And now it's just, it's just racial division all over again. It's the riots all fucking over again, right? People will get restless. If they follow by the rules... They do the right thing and they yeah. still get killed. You leave them no fucking choice, right. right? And that's the fucking sad part about it. It's like people won't recognize the 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 reason why it got to this point. But they're, what they want to do is point out the bad stuff that's happening at the end. Yeah. Things just don't happen like that. Things happen for a fucking reason. If you don't acknowledge that, then there isn't going to be any change. There is no healing that's going to happen. Because yeah. the sad part is even with this, right? As this whole situation happens, there's a few cops that come out and they go, this was wrong. But people need to see more of that, right? If you as a cop, you're a cop and you don't even speak up for this part too, you're not helping anybody out at this yeah, point yeah. because you're also agreeing that, oh, this band of brotherhood is more important than kind of letting this community know that we're also here to protect and serve you as well. Yeah, it's and and look, that, again, that's such a complicated thing. It right? is complicated. Because it, you don't even have to be at that station. You know, you could be in another state, like another state, but- to kind of throw your your brother under the bus, right, by speaking out against it, might kind of put a target on your back. Exactly, that's what I'm at. saying. It's it's hard. It's like yeah. they, they're fucked either way. So yeah. it's like there's something wrong with the system that really needs to be fixed. They got to fix the type of people that they hire. They have to make these the requirements to be a cop a little more stringent. They have to think about these things, yeah. man. Psychological assessments. There's so yeah. many different things that have to come into this. Yeah, mind you, I'm not a cop. I don't know the stre- type of stress that they go through. Yeah. So this is me talking out of turn about that stuff. But as a, somebody who's a civilian. That I'm trying to get a cop on here to speak their mind and be honest about stuff. Yeah. I'm not trying to attack them. I just yeah. want to know. I want to understand the perspective. Right. So there can be an open conversation. But until you do that, mm-hmm. there there isn't anything that's going to happen from this. Yeah. I mean, another great example, too, you know about the lady who was at the dog park. No. Who, okay, so there was a lady who was at the dog park. Yeah. And she had a dog that wasn't on, on her on the leash. Yeah. And the dog's a little crazy. Yeah. And so this guy is an avid bird watcher. Uh-huh. Uh, if you research about this dude, apparently he's like you know, like an Ivy League graduate or something, very educated. Yeah. You look at this dude, he looks like the most clean-shaven black dude you've ever seen in your life. And the fact that I think you say that is sad, Yeah, right? Yeah. And he asked her, he asked young Karen, he goes, hey, Karen, can you please put your dog on a leash, yeah. right? And then he records her calling the cops, saying like, well, sir, if you don't turn off your phone, I'm going to call the cops. And then as she gets on the phone, she starts faking this, voice as if she's being assaulted she goes there's a man over here he's a black male and he's scaring me and he's assaulting you know he's and it's like 
oh my fucking God. Yeah. She's doing everything within her power to make sure that this man ends up fucking killed right. by the cops. Right. And she knows, young Karen knows, that's a rapper name, young Karen knows <laughs> the power that she has as a white woman yeah. being attacked by a black man. And if she calls the cops and does this crying, fake crying voice as if she's getting assaulted, that he's going to come and get fucked up. And she knew about that power. Yeah. That right there, this woman even recognized her white power, yeah. her fucking privilege. Yeah. And she tried to use it to get this man hurt. And he's, just this average black dude. Right. And and look, let's let's be clear about one thing too though, is this isn't a situation where we should be attacking any group of people, right? Yeah. Like white privilege is a real thing, sure, right? But at the same time, white people should not be attacked because something like police it's, violence is oh, for sure. going on, right? This is an act of a specific person on another person, right? Yeah. And uh, the cop happened to be white and the victim happened to be black, right? But then within that, there's that dynamic, yeah. right? There, There's a lot of issues there and a lot of uh, friction there. You yeah, know? I, I do want to preface this too, just because I and, I, and I think I said this on the previous podcast where we talked about this, mm-hmm. how even me as an individual, I can't blame a whole subset of people, yeah. a whole ethnicity right. because of you know, whatever, 2%, 3% of these really terrible bad seeds, right? Because mm-hmm. I would hate for that to happen to anybody, right? Yeah. Like, it, you know, in high school, like I remember I, I I told, I said this too, where the first time I was ever called a chink in a goot was from a black girl. Mm-hmm. Well, from that on, if it was scarred and I was like, black people are racist and I just yeah. kind of blanketed the whole ethnicity for yeah. that, it would be yeah. a terrible situation too. Right. Obviously it runs more deep with black culture, you know, and white culture in this country. But I, what I'm saying is that um, when we do that, it just kind of breeds more hate, right? Because I think the sad part is, and I'm and I'm reading this too, and I read a lot of angry anger and a lot of like deep hurt on both sides too. Mm-hmm. Because when I when I was reading comments on Twitter, you see that Asian cop, and I saw a lot of repetitive comments saying, "Well, this is why we can't fuck with Asian people, and you guys have to fight your own battles because your people do this to black people, mm-hmm. right?" But they took that individual cop and they blanketed all of Asian people with that, and that yeah. kind of sucks too, right? Yeah. Because if it would it would have really sucked too in that situation where we've seen a lot of COVID attacks, and when you see a lot of these videos, it's not a lot of white people doing it. Yeah, it's oh, right. actually there's a good amount of white people, but there's like a lot of it's also a lot of black people hurting a lot of Asian people. Mm-hmm. You know, there was those kids who fucking high kicked and jump kicked <laughs> that Asian lady in the face, and they were young black men. And if I if I as an Asian man said you know fuck all black people from that point, yeah, I would lose a bit of my humanity, and I don't want that shit. Right, right. I want to blame those young gentlemen for what they did and understand that a majority of people in that culture aren't like that right you know right and so like i want all of us to be very careful about how you kind of see your hate towards a whole group of people versus trying to you know blame the individuals and the and the problem mm-hmm. maybe like the underlying problems of like white privilege and power and stuff yeah, like that yeah know? well and here's the thing too it, it it shouldn't be a hate you know for 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 anything it like uh anger sure um uh feeling demoralized sure sad about it sure but um i think hate is is like a very very strong and negative thing and and hate cultivates hate you know mm. what i mean it's 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 like it's like a vicious cycle so i know it's it's hard to say because it's not a person that i personally knew right mm-hmm. but if if i imagine being like a brother to him, right? Or or a cousin to him or or just a, a close friend to him, right? And this guy lost his life. I think it would be very easy to slip into a, a, a dark space and hate, you know, uh, 
not only that person, but maybe a group of people, right? Um, but I don't know, man. I feel like in order for us to have any progress with it, you always have to kind of stay above it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Don't don't let yourself get the, get down to that level, because mm -hmm. then from that level is when you might do things that are irrational, you know, and, and that that is more emotionally charged. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, like you said, sitting to let let it digest and marinate first uh, before you take action or you speak on it. Um, but again like a uh, life was lost, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's it's hard not to have an emotional reaction to that and, and speak and act based on that. You There's know? just like so much stuff being brought up too. Like people are bringing up, you know, in, in, during the riots and, you know, the, the Latasha Harlan situation where she right. was killed by that Korean store yeah, owner. Korean you know, store owner. You know, and, and I remember when we did the film Gook, a lot of people said like, well, what is your take on that? You you as a Korean man. I was like, you know, I see that Korean woman. If you're asking me if she should go to jail, she should have gone to jail, 100%. Mm -hmm. She should have went to jail. She killed the little girl for no reason. Yeah. Like, it's hard for me to say that sometimes, too, because sometimes I picture my mom. Yeah. You know? Right. But that woman was fucking insane. Yeah. She shot a little girl. Yeah. For fucking what? For know. what? You know, because yeah. she, she thought she was stealing or some Orange shit. juice or something. Some shit. Yeah. And then you fucking shot that girl. Yeah. Well, I think, I think what had happened... It, now, my, my uh, memory's a little fuzzy on it, but I think the girl punched her. Yeah. And then she grabbed the gun. So like, we don't know. Apparently the, the altercation started from basically the shop owner accusing yeah. the girl of stealing something. And I don't know what prompted the, you know, the physical aspect of it. But yeah, again, uh, it, it wasn't necessary to escalate it to that. Exactly. Like right? the, that's, that's the main takeaway thing. Yeah. It's like, it didn't, it, who the fuck cares? You know, yeah. and I want to say that too, because, you know, maybe some Asian people might be upset with me. It's like, what was that with your mom? My mom's not that dumb. Mm -hmm. People have stolen from my mom before too. And she goes, if it was a young person, my mom would just let them go. Cause yeah. there's a young person, but the next time they come in, I'm gonna talk to them yeah, yeah. like a person, right? Like just to escalate it to that point, my mom's smarter than that. Yeah. She was, she would never do that shit. And she never had to, there were times where people swung at my mom yeah. and my mom just had to take it. She called the cops and the mm -hmm. cops handled it. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And yeah, and so when I was asked that question and they were like, do you think she should have gone to jail? I was like, 100%. She murdered a little girl. I, I think she got like 10 months of house arrest or yeah, something it like wasn't, that. Yeah, it wasn't fair. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't fair. Yeah. Like I'm not choosing a race side at that point. I'm I'm going down to the, the to the human side. That yeah. woman, she's Korean. Cool. She's a shop owner. Cool. She's a businesswoman. She came and immigrated to this country. She struggled a lot. That's cool. She's probably seen a lot of fucked up shit that's happened to her. Same with my mom. Yeah. She never killed anybody. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know? There's always that caveat, right? Yeah. Is that there's plenty of other people who've been in similar situations. That did not know? do that. Yeah. Who did not feel the need to take a life, right? Yeah. So yeah, in that sense, it was definitely wrong. And and the punishment was way too light yeah. um, for what she did. And that happened. And then the Rodney King beating happened. Exactly. And that was the tipping point. It was just game over. And this yeah. is what it is. It's, yeah. it's It starts with Eric Gardner, mm -hmm. right? It starts with, um, oh, I'm forgetting this young man's name. It was the guy who uh, was killed by... Um, Trayvon. Trayvon Martin. Yeah. It was Trayvon Martin. And now it's George Floyd. Mm -hmm. It was the young lady. Forgive me. I forgot. I think her name is Brianna Taylor or something. I forgot her name. Mm -hmm. But I haven't even looked into this case right there. But yeah. people told me it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Um, it's her. And then... Uh, 
uh, Ahmad Arbery. Mm-hmm. How this is too frequent? It's yeah. happening too much, right? And I want to see is you know just to hear out the other uh, somebody else's point. They go, well, you know, a lot of white people are killed by cops too. Cool. Show me those videos. Mm. Show me the video where a, a white person bounces a check and yeah. then the cop has his fucking knee on the back of his neck for right. fucking five minutes and chokes him out. Right. Show me the fucking video where uh, somebody is selling cigarettes, yeah. right? And yeah. they choke this dude out until he dies. Yeah. Show me those videos and yeah. then maybe I'll see some validity in your statement, right? But yeah. what I keep seeing is the opposite, right? I'm seeing the crazy white guy walking around swinging a fucking knife mm-hmm. and a cop chasing and cops chasing this guy throughout the neighborhood for a fucking hour saying it's not worth it put the fucking <laughs> knife down put the knife down running away from it as he's sw- charging at them with a the knife yeah trying to commit suicide begging the cops to basically shoot him and they yeah. don't even fucking do it because they see that his life is worth it right but then you see a guy selling cigarettes in a corner you choke him out mm-hmm. you see a guy bouncing a check not even resisting arrest from the footage as we've seen now. They won't even release the body cam footage. Yeah. And you see the guy getting choked out and losing his fucking life. So show me that. Show me that. And then maybe I'll see, oh, all cops are a piece of shit to everybody. <laughs> you know, cops are just fucking pigs to everybody, yeah. man, I guess. Well, and, and that's the thing too, within within um, cops in general, right? We can't, we can't generalize here. There are yeah. a lot of good cops out there yeah, who serve sure. their community and do their job with um, honor and integrity, right? But just like any group of people, there's always the bad seeds, you know? And unfortunately, it, it those bad seeds are the ones who are the ones doing this type of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like the real question is then, right? From that point on, um, how what you kind of touched on earlier is, how can we evaluate like the psyche valves that these cops have to go through, right? Yeah. What can we do to make sure that they're mentally fit for the job? You know, um, because I, I'm pretty sure psyche valves are things that they have to go through. It's before, a tough job, man. Yeah. Yeah. Before going, uh, before becoming a cop. Right. Well, I remember in a, uh, in social, I was a social major. Um, we would uh, learn about how a lot of domestic violence uh, is is pretty prevalent within like cop marriages, mm-hmm. uh, women who are married to cops, um, and it a lot of the times it's because of you know the the shit that the baggage that they carry from their job, mm-hmm. you know the shit that they're seeing on a day to day basis, and uh, it, it it kind of like a it creates a violent tendency in them. Oh, I could see it. Yeah. <laughs> Doug, there's uh, somebody that I know. He's not a, I mean, I met him a couple of times. He's not Mm. a friend of mine, but Mm. just hearing this guy talk and I'm like, this motherfucker needs therapy, dude. (laughs) Right. And he's a cop. Right. Like, for example, let me just tell you this quick fucking story. He's so like out of touch and out of base with this fucking world. He says the most off colored fucking shit I've Mm. ever seen him. Like we're all chilling, right? Mm. We're all hanging out at a homie's house. And this motherfucker, he's trying to bring in something to talk about because yeah. we're all having fun. We're making jokes. Yeah. And this guy, he wants to be, you know, in the social <laughs> circle and tell yeah. stories as well. So this fool just comes out, out of the nowhere. I shit you not. He goes like this. He goes, have you ever seen a brain splattered on a wall for somebody trying to kill themselves? 
the room goes dead radio silent. He goes, yeah. it's fucking crazy. And I just look at him. I go, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? And I start busting up laughing, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm laughing not because the story is funny. It's just like, you're socially yeah. dumb. Yeah, yeah. Why the fuck would you say that? He goes, yeah. dude, the smell is terrible. Yeah. He goes, when you walk in there, it, just, it makes me want to gag and throw up. I saw this person who committed suicide and I just had to look at that. Yeah. Room is silent. And I'm yeah. just like, what is wrong with you? Way to go, Debbie Downer. Yeah, you're a fucking <laughs> cop, you socially fucking dumb fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this guy's a little off, man. And yeah. like, you're hearing this guy speak. And I, sometimes I just want him to be around so I could see, so I could hear the next dumb shit he's going to say. Yeah. And it's like, you're supposed to protect and serve this fucking yeah. area, dude. It's just a little socially unaware. <laughs> he's so aggressive, too. He's so uh, angry all the time. I'm yeah. like, he's that guy. Mm-hmm. Where they're so, whatever they've seen on the streets, whatever they've been through in the last, like, whatever, 10 years he's been a cop has fucked with him mentally. Yeah. And he needs help. Well, I mean, look, some of those guys are on that power trip. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to generalize like what some of their past might have been like, but look, I don't think uh, it's, it's a, a far fetched thing to say that some of these guys were probably bullies before, you know, and, and they became a cop. Now well, they're they a bully bullied. with a badge. Yeah, you know, um, and, and so again, there, there's a, it's the bad seats within the hole. Right, it's not. It's not. Oh, all all cops are fucking racist assholes. Of and, course not. You know, I yeah, cops. yeah, for sure. Me too. Um, I mean, I didn't feel that way when I was younger, but <laughs> of course, <laughs> fucking chops. Yeah. Like <laughs> when I was younger, it was uh, fuck the police all the time, you yeah. know. But um, yeah, as I became an adult and, and started having uh, you know a little bit more maturity behind my thoughts, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've met cops that were really cool. And I've met cops who are fucking assholes, yeah. you know, uh, and, and, and no reason, uh, other than to just be an asshole because yeah. they can. Right. And so like, for me, I haven't been on the end of, uh, having police violence done to me. Right. But I've definitely had cops abusing their power, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if it's uh, has anything to do with like me being a minority because uh, those cops who did um, kind of flex their uh, their power in uh, abusive ways, I would say, uh, were white cops, right? Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know if it's that dynamic where it's like, oh yeah, you know, you're you just a piece of shit minority, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and I'm gonna basically treat you and talk to you however I, I feel like, right? I don't know. I don't know if it's that or if they, if, if they were just profiling, you know, like uh, look at the way this kid dresses, look at, look at uh, his friends, right? Look at what he's wearing. Um, you know, this kid is, is fits the profile. Yeah. Right? And, they, and I feel like too, they've been trained that way too. It's like, this is the profile. Most mm-hmm. likely they're going to be doing some shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I just can't, it's hard, man. Like I, I wish I can get a cop on here that will speak openly. Cause mm. I know like a couple of homies who are cops, but they don't want to come on here and do this Yeah, because I mean, it's a lot of pressure. It is. You know? It is. I mean, I feel like maybe at best, like an ex cop who's, who's like, I know one ex cop, but mm-hmm. he doesn't want to mm-hmm. like, he actually left the force because of that type of corruption, uh, the racial profiling. And he just didn't feel right. And yeah. so he left and he don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. So, you know, I've tried a few avenues and they don't feel comfortable. So mm-hmm. I understand, but I, I want an active cop to come in here, not to defend themselves, but just to give the public view of like, 
hey, this is this is the stuff that we see. This is how we're taught how to deal with the stuff. And mm-hmm. this is the reason why it happens this way. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's like some acknowledgement that there was something that was wrong here. Yeah. But I guess because what people want is, you know, if these are your people, this is then police your own people. Because mm-hmm. we can't do it. It's yeah. not the civilian can stop a cop and be like, hey, you're not supposed to do this. Because you saw what happened with that young, with with uh, Floyd, mm-hmm. who apparently is like Steven Jackson's like really close friend. He looks like Steven Jackson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So yeah. they're actually really close friends. Oh, really? They're like high school friends. I didn't know that. And so they yeah. were like, they used to call each other twins. Uh-huh. So That's crazy. back in the day, yeah. yeah. And so like Steven Jackson, when he would come in town, he would hook him up with a bunch of like, like gear and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Steven Jackson put something out that that was his homie. That fucking that's sad. crazy. Yeah, he looks just like him. When I saw his face, I was like, that's Steven Jackson. <laughs> like, yeah, not, yeah, now that you mention it, I do see the similarity for yeah, sure. Yeah, they look like fucking twins, man. Yeah, but I don't know, man. Like, the shit that's going on, I mean, that's just adding to, like, what a shitty year 2020 has been so far. You I know, know, man. It's just insult to injury, right? And so it's like... I, I I I just read uh like memes getting created about the situation is like about the the rioters and, and the looters is like oh you know uh, forgot about COVID real quick right and it's like no man they didn't fucking forget about COVID real quick yeah it's just this situation yeah. is, is bigger than that you know mm-hmm. it, it's it it's like. It's it's too raw. Yeah. It, it, it's it's like a drawing. It's such a raw fucking emotion, you know. And look, I I wish it didn't have to get to that, mm-hmm. but it did, you yeah. know. And, it, and it's like, what sucks about that situation is now the narrative is going to switch to the to the rioters and the looters. Yeah. Of what a piece of shit they are. Yeah. You know. It's like yeah. Look at these groups of people, you know, yeah. because you know it's going to fall back on the minority groups again, yeah. right? And they're going to be like, that is why, you know, these things happen because they don't know how to, uh, they yeah. don't know how to act or they they don't know how. It's a lose-lose situation. Exactly. It's like, because in me, like, I understand sometimes it's like, okay, I did it the way that you asked. You're still fucking with me. Yeah. Well, if I'm going to be treated like shit, I might as well just sock you up anyways. And at least I'll get something out of this. Yeah. You know, and right. that's what probably what it feels like. Yeah. It's like, okay, you d- you put out these dumb TikTok videos. Am I being detained? Uh, how to deal with cops, right? And this is white guy and this white girl. This is like his daughter or his girlfriend. He was like, this is how you do it. Am I being detained? Am I free to go? And she walks away. Yeah. Motherfucker, that happened to you because you white, bitch. <laughs> That's why that shit happened to you, motherfucker. Like, you fucking unsocially aware fuck. Not to mention, I feel like, on, on I don't know. I mean, this is pure speculation. I, ha- I have nothing to back it up. But it's, it's just an, a thought that I have is that when a white person is, is recording, I feel like it presents a different kind of threat yeah. to, to the cop of, oh, I better be a little bit more responsible here. Yeah. You know? Uh, versus a minority doing it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a minority doing it escalates the situation and a white person doing it will kind of keep the situation at bay, you know? And, and again, it's just pure speculation, but from some of those videos that I've seen, th- that's kind of like uh, the vibe that I get from the demeanor of the police officers. Stop. One of the worst videos I saw was this guy, uh, I'm not sure, I don't remember if he was like a light-skinned black dude or he was Mexican or some shit, but... Mm-hmm. He was being pulled over and uh, for some for some random shit, 
and he was asking why he's being detained, what's going on, blah, blah, mm. blah. And this female cop got mad aggressive mm. and it was like a, he was being pulled over and then she pulls a gun on him. Oh, wow. And he, he recorded everything. And yeah. he's like, yo, whoa, what's going on? It's like, you're pulling a gun on me? She goes, yeah. you need to get outside the car right now. Yeah. I think she like lost her job and everything else, but uh-huh. isn't that so fucking scary? Yeah. It's like a routine stop and then the cop pulls a gun on him. It's like it's like whoa that escalated quickly. Yeah, you know it's fucking crazy. And I've seen yeah. like some fucked up cops. They get mad aggressive. They say some pretty like racist shit. Yeah, you know. And I'm yeah. talking about me. I was called. Uh, he didn't call me a chink, but you know the guy basically said like, oh, you don't speak English. You know, mm-hmm. basically, you know, doing like a little Chinese little. Uh, I'm like, that's what, fucking terrible. This is like man. when I was like uh, 16. <laughs> that's so I'm fucking like, terrible. Oh my god. F- I was like, dude, man, you're a cop, dude. Yeah. I wish one of my homies would just fucking shoot <laughs> you right now, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna do it because I'm a bitch. Yeah, I wish. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? You know, I'm a nerd too. It's right. like, what the fuck? Why right. me? Right. You know. Again, bullies. Bullies. Right? They're bullies. Yeah. I mean, uh, once a bully, and, and uh, I would argue that they become an even bigger bully because now they have they got the some right. power. Yeah, they have the right to be a bully now. You know. Yeah. Not only. Not only that. Uh, they have their whole force to back them up. Yeah, they're not. They're not just a lone ranger, like a rogue agent, right? Yeah. Uh, they know, like they got, they got, they have their back, and they really can't do no wrong. Yeah. You know, uh, everything they do is justified. Just following protocol, mm-hmm. just doing my job. You know, they they were posing a threat. I had to put them down. Yeah. Right. That's the same story, time and time again. And it's just like you can't you can't keep spoon feeding people bullshit. You know, like people catch on. Yeah. And, and look before, maybe because there was a shroud of mystery, it was easier to, to kind of like give the benefit of the doubt. But in this age of technology, there's nowhere to fucking hide, you know, from start to finish. Right. Um, it's pretty fucking clear and it makes you think, right. That if, when, when, People see th- these types of footages, right? And there's such an overwhelming response to that and, and a reaction to that, yeah. right? Don't you think that there's something wrong there, right? Mm-hmm. Not not a not paying attention to like what's the minority group of people of you know who would say, oh yeah, that was justified, or again, what did they do? Or look, this person had, had a rap sheet or, or, you know, had misdemeanors. And so it was justified. That's, that's the smaller group of people. Most of the people whose reactions or who have reactions to that are one of anger, you know, of one of sorrow, you know, one of, uh, it it basically is, it shows compassion, you know? And so what does that tell you? Right, yeah. that there's something systematically wrong, you yeah. know. Um, and look, man, I don't have the answers to that. You know, I mean, people can throw around ideas all day of what needs to change, right? But until the people in power actually do something about it, it's really falling on deaf ears, mm-hmm. right? And it, 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 that's the saddest thing about it is that this shit has been going on for so long, and Honestly, the situation hasn't improved. I don't even think in the slightest. Yeah. Right. Sure, uh, as hell doesn't feel like it. No, I mean, I, I mean, like, um, I guess post segregation, right? It hasn't changed. Yeah. You know, um, and and you have 
politicians, man. Some politicians who, uh, let's say, aren't aren't exactly the most uh, diverse group of people. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's just to be real, man. Yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, man. I mean that's really just all I have to say about it. There's, I mean, I could I could probably go on for days about this, but it's um. You know, if you're out there and you feel like I'm not, I'm not on the side of saying people who are silent, like you guys are just as bad. I don't think so. I think sometimes like if you don't know what to say, it's better that you just stay quiet. Right. And then, um, if you can, if you do feel compelled to just, you know, share a post, share a story and speak about the injustice in any kind of small way possible, you are helping in a certain way. And if you don't do it because you feel uncomfortable, I'm okay with that too, because not everybody's the same, right? Some people just don't have that big voice. They don't have that ability to speak for that stuff. And then when you get mad at people who don't do it the way that you do it, you shouldn't be because they're not you, right? right? Um, And also to some people who just didn't grow up around the stuff, they didn't grow up around, they don't know about the stuff that's going on. So they're not as passionate. I mentioned this before earlier. It's like the reason why I feel like I'm passionate about this because I yeah. partake in the culture. So I feel like I should give back. So, well, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. I hope uh, we kind of, you know, thought through our thoughts when we spoke on this. Uh, write in the comments below about what you think if you're watching this on YouTube or any other uh, platforms. And then, you know, you can catch Edric at ed 2 on um on instagram and you could check out our clothing line uh secret society s-r-t-s-o-c-i-e-t-y at instagram oh shit so close c-r-t yes skirt society (laughs) and then uh yeah yeah um hit me up if you guys have any uh thoughts or ideas about this topic you know I'm, i'm always interested to kind of get like a more perspective on on what people are thinking and how people are feeling. Um, But yeah, it's just, you know, treat it like a living room conversation that Mm -hmm. we just had about it. And it's obviously a really sensitive subject matter right now. And and the emotions are very raw for a lot of people. Um, But I think the most important thing is that we start with a conversation, you know, an honest conversation and, and at least have that be the catalyst to uh, hopefully something bigger and better, you know? Yeah. Cool. Well, guys, we'll catch you next time. Have a lovely fucking day, and I hope you get a lot of penis and vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Peace. Peace.